My dearly beloved, I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. I should have been standing up, but I want this particular message to be on one-on-one -on -one basis. It's like you have come to me for counseling and we are talking and you are talking back to me. I'm not saying I'm wiser than you, far from it. But there is something I've discovered from the Word of God and the Spirit of God wants me to tell you. So please listen to me very carefully. I am thankful to God that you have taken time out to listen. The topic is a clean house for a holy guest. A clean house for a holy guest. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for the privilege I have to speak your word. I'm not fit. I pray to you to anoint me with your Holy Spirit, take me out of flesh, speak through me, speak for me, speak by me, and let your children not hear my sinful voice. May they hear the sweet voice of Jesus Christ, your Holy Son, is my prayer. Bless my listeners. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray it. Amen. When somebody is coming to visit you, and that person is a very respected person, you suddenly change things. <laughs> you change your curtain, you change your bedrooms, the blankets, and sometimes the bed sheets and the pillows. Sometimes you go to the extent of buying new spoons and new plates because of the speciality of the person who is coming to visit you. What do you see in the clean house? I'm going to use some researches that people have made. Listen to the researches. People in rooms freshly spirited with Windex. Windex is a spray to clean glass. Were more fair and generous than people in normal smelling rooms. In other words, when people are in a clean house, their attitude is positive. Basically, our study shows that morality and cleanliness go hand in hand, says Galinsky of the Kellogg School. Researchers have known for years that scents play an active role in reviving positive or negative experiences. Now our research can offer more insight into the links between people's charitable actions and their surroundings." Unquote. You know why these girls are able to bring big men down? Because of the perfume they wear, the lipstick, the cleanliness, the hairstyle, the red top and the white down, the painted fingernails. They attract the big men, responsible men, and go to bed with them. Cleanliness is very crucial, the researchers are saying. Leninguists, listen, it's now researching how perceptions of cleanliness shape our impressions of people and organization. If I am seated here and dressed in a shabby clothes, 
you will have a negative mind about me. The data tell a compelling story about how much we rely upon cleanliness cues to make a wide range of judgments about others, she said. When you see a, a dirty woman, suddenly you change. A man was begging. He was looking for money. He needed money. He wanted to change, pretend. So he wore a tie and stood by the roadside, no, ordinary shirt, and started begging. You know how much he was able to raise? Six dollars. And the same man went and put on a tie, and he stood by the roadside and started begging. You know how much he raised? $26. And the same man went and put on a suit, and he stood by the roadside and said, somebody has stolen my wallet. You know how much he got? $2,000. Same man. Your dressing depicts who you are. Listen to me very carefully. Slovenness is not part of religion. I'm not saying this. This is a research. Slovenness, dirt, is not part of religion. Cleanliness is indeed next to godliness. Being clean is a sign of spiritual purity and goodness. As in don't forget to wash your ears, cleanliness is not to godliness. If you're taking your baths, and you don't wash your ears, the back of your ears, you will remain smelling. Because that is a very sensitive part of your body. That is where some gems can pass through into your skin. So it smells. You can test it. So you don't spray behind your ears. Because very soon it will turn into a very bad odor. John Wesley in 1778 preached a sermon. And the phrase he used was, don't forget to wash your ears. Cleanliness is next to godliness. This statement is from, is from John Wesley. But the idea is ancient, found in Babylonian and Hebrew religious tracts. It is still invoked often as an admonition to wash or clean up. Researchers have known for years that since play an active role in reviving positive or negative experiences. Now, our research can offer more insight into the links between people's charitable actions and their surroundings. If a girl is coming for an interview and she smells, she has failed already. If she's smelling good with all kinds of things and has decorated herself, the manager will pick her up. I wish I could say this in the Ghanaian language. A lady went for an interview, and uh, she, she didn't look nice. She was ugly. And the man said, there's no job for you. What do you want here? She was, he was looking for a decent, uh, look, good-looking secretary. But when the lady turned around to go back, the man said again, oh, if you had come with your back, you would have gotten the job. <laughs> He's looking at shape, 40, 20, 40. Cleanliness has a lot. People are consciously fairer and more generous when they are in clean, smelling environments. And it's very true. 
What does it take to make a clean house? Our house is clean enough to be healthy and dirty enough to be happy. An unknown author said, I think housework is the reason most women go to the office. A lady called Cruz, Jose Cruz says, many women prefer going to work because they don't want to work in the house too much cleaning. <laughs> when a house is clean, it has taken the woman hours. And the husband is thinking the woman is doing nothing. You are sitting at home, you don't do anything. You think so. A clean house tells who is living there. If you don't believe me, go to the fetish priest's house and you see how dirty the place is. And go to the church and see how clean the place is. I am thankful for a Lord that needs mowing, windows that need cleaning, and gutters that need fixing because it means I have a home. I am thankful for the piles of laundry and ironing because it means my loved ones appreciate me, says Nancy J. Kamodi. A man builds a fine house, and now he has a master and a tax for, for life. He is to furnish, watch, show it, and keep it in repair the rest of his days. Who said this? It's a great man called Ralph Waldo. Emerson said this. Love is the thing that enables a woman to sing while she mops up the floor after her husband has walked across in his band boots. Hosea. God made rainy days so gardeners could get the housework done. <laughs> Did you hear that? When it is raining, you can't go anywhere. So you are forced to stay in the house to clean your house. Regardless of your cleanliness, it is important to have someone you can trust. In Europe, they hire Ghanaians to clean their homes. And they pay them well. Cleanliness is next to godliness. A professional should provide testimonials and credentials to end you trust. You are living in a cleaner and a healthier home. Now you have time to entertain or just relax with your family knowing your home is professionally clean. So when that person comes to clean, after four hours and it's paid, you feel good. Anybody can come because the place is clean. You may be asking, Pastor, are you preaching to us? Or are you are talking to us? Now it's time to preach. Why am I talking about cleanliness here? What are the benefits of a clean house? Good health, inviting, good atmosphere, I have news for you. Your house is dirty. And anywhere where there is dirt, you expect one person to be there. God is seated on a golden throne. Heaven is made of pure gold. Psalm 50, verses 10 and 11. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me far from your presence. And don't take your Holy Spirit from me. There you are. God wants to live in you. He wants to live in your hearts. The place God wants to live is not your bedroom. He wants to live in you. 
And he wants the place to be clean. No anger, no hatred, no jealousy, no woman lost, no passion, no smoking, no drunkenness. God wants to live in a clean home just as you want to live in a clean home. In some places, they have given names to dirty places, slums. It means the people there are dirty, slums. And then there are places where you go, we call it a sikamfua mantem, rich people's homes, rich. And the wife says, this is the beginning right, foundation of Christian character. For out of the heart are the issues of life. We do what we do from what is in the heart. If a man sees to it that his heart is right with God, one should see much larger results from what we do. Hallelujah. If your heart is right with God and God is living in you, your heart is clean, not envious and jealous and angry and malicious, wonderful miracles will happen to you. The more important and responsible we take our work, the greater the necessity we have to have a clean house, a clean heart. The needed grace is provided, and the power to do so is available. And that power is the Holy Ghost. And you heard about the two divine visitations. The Holy Spirit, we have broken the law of God. We have broken a Sabbath, we have worshipped idols, we have practiced witchcraft, we have stolen, we have slept with somebody's wife, we have broken God's Ten Commandments. Don't you agree with me? So your whole body is dirty. You need to clean it. And nobody can do that except the blood of Jesus Christ. And that is why he said in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Then the Holy Spirit can come and dwell in us. John 14, 23, it says, Anyone who loves me and will obey my teaching, my Father will love him, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Can you imagine God coming to live with you? God coming to dwell with you in your heart? You shine. That's why Jesus says, Shine, you are the light of the world. You shine because the one in you shines. God shines. God, there is no darkness in God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, what agreement is there between the temple of God and the idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as God has said. I will live in with them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they will be my people. Can I ask you a question? Can God live in your hearts? No. You need help. So I'm going to share with you four ways to have God live with you. Four ways. Listen to me very carefully. I love you. I want to see you in heaven. I, when God comes, I want to meet you. And maybe we will meet on the sea of glass and you will recognize me and say, Oh, that's the man. I know him. First, seek God earnestly and perseveringly in prayer. Early in the morning. That is the cleaning. That is when the cleaning begins. 
dissensions will cease. Anger will cease. Believers, families will be of one heart and one mind. And purity and love will prevail in the, in the home. Can you imagine the joy of having love? Peace and unity in the home and in the church and in the community? That was it. When the people were cleaned by the Holy Spirit, what was the outcome? The outcome you find in Acts chapter 2, verses 41 and 42. And then they that gladly received the word were baptized. And the same day they were added unto them 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and prayer. And fear came upon every soul, verse 43. Many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, and all that believed were together, and they had all things common, verse 44. What a home to live, where the wife is not selfish, the husband is not selfish. There's no lying, there's no stealing. There's no cheating. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Your house is dirty. You need cleaning. And the only person who can do it is the Holy Spirit. And I'm, I, sometimes I get hurt when I see people making fun of the Holy Spirit when they go to church. Holy Spirit is not for worship. It is to guide you into truth. It is to come and dwell in you and transform your character to be like Jesus. Number two, contemplate the character of Christ first thing in the morning. Read the following passages every morning. One, at least one every morning. Psalm 22, Matthew chapter 27, John chapter 19, Isaiah chapter 53, verses 1 to 12, Mark chapter 15. Luke chapter 23, and you will feel something strange in you. God has promised in Psalm 51 verse 11, Psalm 51 verse 11, if I was speaking too fast and you couldn't write those texts, they will come on the screen. What did David pray? Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Because the spirit within me is anger. I'm angry. I'm not happy. And then he says what? Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. When God takes his Holy Spirit from you, you are as dirty as a dumping ground. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Number three, repentance as well as forgiveness is the gift of God through Jesus Christ. Once convinced of our sins by the Holy Spirit through our conscience, we should feel our need to pardon. Only the contrite heart are forgiven. There is no forgiveness for a penitent sinner who insists on doing what God hates. God will hear our prayers of faith. But there must be sincerity of prayer that can be proven only by our efforts to bring ourselves into harmony with the great moral standard which will test every man's character, holiness. There you are. 
First John chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. If you say you have no sin, you, have you are deceiving yourself. But if you confess your sins, it's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. 1 Peter 1, 14 to 16. I can't, I, can't, I can't just keep quiet over quoting this text. Be holy because I am holy. And the only person that can make you holy is to have the Spirit of God in you. The Holy Spirit has to be in you. Number four. We need to open our hearts to the influence of the Holy Ghost and to experience its transforming power. The reason why many of us have not received more power, dear Christians, they have no power to help us overcome sin is because our channels of communication between heaven and our own souls is clogged with worldliness. Love of display Desire for supremacy and love of pleasure more than God. On Sunday, your Sabbath, you go to soccer, soccer match. That's what you're going to watch. Right after church, you are sitting at a soccer match. You sing profane language on your Sabbath. Sometimes you don't even go to church. You go early to the stadium because you want to watch 24 people, 22 people playing a small ball. More important than you, to, to you than God. Pleasures, pleasures, pleasures of the world more than respecting God. Psalm 66 verse 18. If I regard iniquity, he didn't say iniquities. If I regard one iniquity, something God doesn't want in my heart, God will not hear me. You need cleaning. You need cleansing. You need to repent. You need to confess. You need to be baptized. And the Holy Spirit will begin the cleaning. While many of us are molding our lives after the divine model, many are confirming, conforming more and more to the customs of the world. First John chapter 2, verses 15 to 17. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. I want to be sure I'm reading the right thing. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the television, the cars, the, the women, the houses, the loss of the flesh, and the loss of the eyes. Huh, I want this, I want that. Oh, that woman is beautiful. She's fair colored. She's black. She's dark. The pride of life. I have ten cars. I am rich. It's not from the Father. It's of the devil. And the world is passing away. And the Lord thereof. But he that doeth the will of God will abide forever. And the only way you can do the will of God is to have the Spirit of God in you. And that's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7. Not all those who say to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God. But those who do the will of God. You need cleaning. You need to be cleansed. In Luke chapter 11, verses 24 to 26, listen to Jesus. When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then he says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives and it's found the house not swept and put in order, then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse 
than the first. So when you are a Christian, you are baptized. And you let the Holy Spirit leave you because you have grieved him. Satan comes with double force. You drink more than before. You womanize more than before. You become more wicked more than before. And it is dangerous. Be careful. Satan wants you. When he comes and he sees that you are empty of the Holy Ghost, you are in trouble. Clean your heart. Clean your conscience. Clean your life. Because Christ wants to live in your life. He wants to live in your heart. Make your house clean. John 14, 23. The last text I'm living with you. If you love Jesus, he loves you so much. He loves you so much. He's not angry with you. He's not mad with you. John 14, 23. He wants you. He wants you to love him. He wants you to obey him. May God bless you. May God help you to clean your house. So he will have, let Jesus feel comfortable in your home. Where there is peace, where there is joy, where there is love, where there is understanding. Men and women will pass away. But those who do the will of God will abide forever. Father, thank you so much for answered prayer. Thank you so much for hearing me, not because I'm worthy. Thank you so much for my listening friends. Help us to clean our homes so you can live with us. We are talking about our hearts. Come and live in us and take not your Holy Spirit from us. It's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, my dear friend, pray for the presence of the Holy Spirit in you. When God's Spirit is in you, he will lead you into all truth and you will be a blessed person. DVDs and CDs, audio CDs are ready for you to ask for. They are all been made ready all the time so that it covers all the topics that we have been treating with you. Next week, the same day, same time, this message will be coming back to you. Encounter with Truth will be back to you again. God bless you. Thank you for watching today's episode of Encounter with Truth with God's servant pastor, Dr. Andrews Lawrence Ew, an international evangelist. For inquiries, prayer, or counseling, call any of the following numbers on your screen. And remember, your generous financial support is always welcome. Please call us. May God richly bless you. Jesus is coming again.